Welcome to Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. Hi, I'm Robert Brzezinski. And I'm Jeannie Kataoka. And together, we're having Real Conversations with your favorite New Thought artists. Join us as we take a deep dive into the inspiration and meaning behind the music of New Thought. Our guests are ready to share stories from their spiritual journey and creative process with you. Real Conversations is a chance to look behind the curtain and connect with your favorite New Thought artists. So let's dive right in. Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. And hello again, dear ones. I'm Reverend Robert Brzezinski. And I'm Jeannie Kataoka. And together we're having real conversations with new thought artists from around the globe. We are so grateful that you are with us. This is a production of the New Thought Media Network. And we're here to bring you those stories, the meaning behind the music, an insight into the creative process and how our various guests use that process to create, well, the musical experiences of a lifetime. So we are really, really excited today. We've got two guests, two reverends. We're not going double time. But I have a feeling it's going to be twice as much fun. So, Rev Z, Rev Millie, welcome to the program. I'm uh, I'm going to let Jeannie. Well, welcome to the program. First off, thank you. <laughs> we're happy to be here. Yeah, and we're excited to have you here. So, I'm going to get out of the way for the moment and let Jeannie take over and do one of her world famous introductions. So, um, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Here we go. Real conversations with Rev Z and Rev Millie. Alrighty, here we go. Reverend Dr. Melissa Felipe is a singer, songwriter, and teacher with nine albums of original music in release. She is also a Toltec mentor, personally trained by Don Miguel Reese, author of The Four Agreements. Hope and healing are the common threads running through her work. Her history of trauma and drug addiction continues to inspire her journey and her 29 plus years of sobriety have provided a wellspring of awareness and compassion that she uses in all her work. Melissa's passion is to help people transform their thinking and their lives. Her mission is to support people in awakening to the awareness of their own divinity. Melissa's wife, Reverend Z. Egloff, who uses the pronouns they, them, and their, are a writer, cartoonist, and spoken word artist. They are also the award-winning author of the spiritual humor blog, Life in ZD, A Goofball's Guide to Enlightenment. Before exploring their artistic side, Z spent over a decade in the healing professions, worked in a variety of venues, from counseling centers to case management with high-risk youth. Z's career as a creative entity began with the publication of their novel, Verge, in 2008. A second novel, Leap, was released in 2012. Z received the Bywater Prize for Fiction in 2008 and an Independent Publisher Book Award in 2014. Both Melissa and Z hold master's degrees in consciousness studies from Holmes Institute. 
Melissa also has an honorary doctorate from Holmes Institute for her years of service in the music and healing arena. Z also holds a master's degree from JFK University in spiritual counseling psychology. Melissa and Z are both longtime students and teachers of consciousness and transformation. Over the years, they've developed unique techniques and practices for personal growth and expansion. These practices improve individual lives and make the world a better place. At their virtual home, OhMyGodLife.com, they share their knowledge and joy in videos, music, books, blogs, cartoon memes, and more. They also speak, perform, and facilitate workshops and retreats worldwide. In fact, they have a virtual retreat coming up next March, which I'm sure they'll tell you all about later. Melissa and Z's mission is to bring radical joy the world. Now, I also came across 10 fun facts about Melissa and Z. So here we go. Number one, when Melissa was a kid, her idol was Janice Joplin. To ensure that she grow up to be like her idol, she started singing and doing drugs at a young age. But she finally realized she didn't actually need to be just like Janice. Number two, Z is short for Betsy, which is short for Elizabeth. If you call them Betsy now, they will laugh. Number three, Melissa's first band was called No Cheese, Please. She didn't come up with the name, and to this day, she still has no idea what it means other than lack of cheese. Number four, Z didn't get a driver's license till they were 23. They were terrified of driving as a teenager, and it wasn't until they ran a farm and learned to drive a tractor that they conquered their fear. Melissa, this is number five. Melissa has a habit of naming her animals, both live and stuffed, by adding a Y to their animal names. Thus, a live hamster named Hammy a live rabbit named Honey Bunny, a stuffed elephant named Ellie, and a stuffed bear named Teddy. When she got a cast iron dragon as a gift, Z insisted that they keep up the tradition, and so the dragon's name is Draggy. Number six, Z can touch the tip of their nose with their tongue. I will pause here while our listeners try this. (laughs) When they were a kid, their next door neighbor told them that this meant they were, wait for it, delayed. (laughs) Number seven, Melissa is afraid of swimming. This dates back to her childhood when she almost drowned, but was saved by her older sister, Diane. Melissa suspects that for the rest of their childhood, Diane may have regretted her heroic actions. Number eight, Z is left-handed and is very proud of this fact. Some say bordering on arrogant. Number nine, Melissa loves watching children's movies. She's especially fond of Winnie the Pooh. Just thinking about Winnie the Pooh makes her smile uncontrollably. And finally, number 10, 
Z's middle name is Hammer. Seriously. So welcome to the show, Melissa and Z. Thank you. <laughs> we forgot we had all that information out there available. It's out there. Yeah. Good job digging. It's out there, yeah. So let's jump into the music. All right. Uh, the first one I wanted to ask about is Love is the Magic. What can you tell us about that one? Okay, well, we write different ways on different songs, but that one came about, I wrote my part first. Melissa and I mostly write our parts separately for the songs. Um, and just recently, we've actually started writing some things actually together at the same time. But that one, I wrote my part first, and it came from, the, the song starts with, remember that show, Bewitched, how she'd wiggle her nose and twitch. And when I was a kid, I mean, this is, Partly in the song, but I was obsessed with that show. Never liked I Dream of Jeannie, but I loved Bewitched. I liked both of them. <laughs> I liked all the magic. Give me magic. You wanted, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could not relate to the G. I don't know. It didn't work for me. I guess Bewitched was a little more covered up. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it were, I could relate better. So, um, I, and I remember once when I was a kid, I grew up in a small town. I remember walking down the street. I was probably 10 or something. And just wishing with all my might that I could have those powers that she had in Bewitched. Like, just wishing, 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 wishing. And uh, it didn't happen. But then I remember when I discovered new thought philosophy, you know, metaphysical philosophy, this idea that our consciousness is creative, our thoughts and beliefs can help create our life in conjunction with spirit, of course. I realized that's, it's that, it's that same thing, right? Like that power that I wish for as a child actually is accessible to yeah. all of us. We don't have to twitch our nose. <laughs> you got it. Without the, the easy way without yeah. the nose twitch. No nose twitching. <laughs> and so, and so that's where the idea for that song came from. And uh, we, we often, we like a deadline. And so that particular song came prior to a retreat that we were doing sister spirit. And I think the, theme was something I think it was that, love is the magic or the magic love is, is the love magic or, or somehow went along with that so we actually mm -hmm. wrote that song for that retreat yeah to be able to have it because like I said deadlines can work really well for us um yeah so I wrote my part first and then I handed it over to my wife mm -hmm. who added the music part yes and when we do it that way where Z writes their part first it's usually um very easy for me to access them it just i get kind of like what z calls when z z gets these messages from the divine and calls them the downloads right and for me sometimes i craft a song and a lot of times it's just a download and that was one of those that was which which is true i think for a lot of the songs we've created that are have started with Z's part first, where Z does their part, and then I kind of go off and just hear mine, which is what happened with this. It was just like, ma, just came right through, like, oh, there it is. That's what it needs to be. So, so yeah, that was one of those. And I remember another really cool thing about that song. That was from our first CD. So the whole thing of writing together was new for us, me being a spoken word artist was new mm -hmm. and um 
most of that CD, actually, our parts are very separate. I'm speaking or Melissa's singing. And that changes. So on our the second CD that's out there already, Walk by Faith, we there's more overlap. Melissa will vocalize underneath me and like that. But right. um, how we do our music together has evolved. The, that's how it is now. Yeah, Melissa will sort of do background vocals while I'm doing my part. We didn't do that on the first CD, but I believe on that song, we figured out, and it was we didn't plan it this way, but my chorus and your chorus, I think, are the exact, exact yeah. number of bars. Mm -hmm. And we realized, oh, let's try doing those at the same time at right. the end. And Which we do all the time now. And they fit together. Hmm. Right. And they honestly, I actually can't remember because I don't listen to my own CD. I don't remember <laughs> if that's on the recording or not. If we're, oh, right. I have no idea. I know that's how we do it live now. But yeah. All right. Anyway. Cool. Well, let's listen yeah. to Love is the Magic. Remember that show Bewitched? How she wiggle her nose and twitch? Spells were cast. It was a blast. All I ever wanted was to be like that. But then I grew up and I let it go. Twitches are for witches. Just say no. Magic isn't cool. Magic is for fools. Magic is for people want to break the rules, all right? Okay, but it wouldn't go away. I looked all around, I searched till I found A wise old woman who could break it down She said it's so much more than a nose wiggle It's so much more than a spell The magic is in me, the magic is in you The magic is in everyone and everything we do It's a love inside us, shining through I let it move through me, groove through me Take a little cruise through me Love is a magic and it knows what to do No 
else can do it. You're the only one. Your mind is strong and mighty with the power of the sun. Why not let it magnify all the love that lives inside? You can change the world. Plus, it's really fun. Cause it's so much more than a nose wiggle. It's so much more than a spell. The magic is in me. The magic is in you. The magic is in everyone and everything we do. It's the love inside us shining through. I let it move through me, groove through me, take a little cruise through me. Love is a magic and it knows what to do. Definitely, that's that's a good one. That's a keeper. Cool. <laughs> um, so I, I I'm going to talk this, of all of your songs, and they're all lovely and fun and beautiful and wonderful. But this one, this one grabs me because, and I and I hope this is I don't find this offensive, but I'm a sucker for novelty songs. From mm-hmm. I was taught Marzi Dotes. When I was a kid, uh, I sang Purple People Eater. I sang uh, Yellow Polka Dot Bikini, uh, Flat Foot Fluji. I, I go way back. Wow, that's, but, that's uh, I want cool. you to talk about Big Bang, Biggity Bang. Ah, oh, Big Bang, Biggity Bang. Well, oh, that was the first one. That one's fun. That one's fun to talk about because, let's see. Uh, okay, that one started also with me, because like I said, when we first started writing together, that was more how it was. It's different now. But um, so I was in ministerial school. I was taking metaphysical Bible. Which I had already finished. Right. So, so you, you were in there without me. Right. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of our, most of our classes, we were together. Yep. But that one, right, was just me. There were just, I started a little early and then I took longer mm-hmm. so that we could graduate together. So um that class I had taken at the very beginning of mine. And yeah. So you were in there. It's actually really good that we were together. Yes. Because then you could contribute to my project. <laughs> right. <laughs> Otherwise, you might have been like, right. no, I'm not going <laughs> to. Anyway. No. So, 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 so we had to do a final project on the evolution of, like, the, no, the history of the evolution of consciousness. Right. And she said, do something creative. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And I'm sitting there in class, and in my head, I hear a voice that says, do a rap, right? To which I said back, no, because I like to talk back to spirit, right? So I was just like, no, totally dismissed it. But I came home and told Melissa about this class, the assignment. This, this very silly idea just, that, of course, they wouldn't do. Like, no, I'm not going to yeah. do that, right? And Melissa said, oh, no, you have to do that. <laughs> And my joke about that is I don't always listen to spirit, but I do always listen to my wife. So <laughs> I um, 
And I remember the big bang, biggity bang, that just popped in my head while I was taking a shower, I think. I know this is true of other creatives. I think the water or something, I get ideas in the shower, right? And so I got the big bang, biggity bang. It's this idea of the evolution of the history of consciousness, right? The big bang and the, all the different ways that big bang can look. And then I remember the verses just started pouring through me when I was playing piano, accompanying the choir at the Center for Spiritual Living in Santa Rosa at the time. <laughs> kind of inconvenient timing. Well, it was, I also think though I'm a morning person and I work really well in the morning. And when we used to do choir, we had sound check at like 7 a.m. So I was up at like, an, to me, kind of ungodly hour. I like the morning, but I also like my sleep. So <laughs> I'm up in the morning, I'm taking my shower. I already had the chorus and the first verse just boom, boom, came in. Back in the day, there wasn't a day. It's kind of funny too, because the first verse doesn't totally rhyme. I guess I was like, I mean, at first. Yeah. Um, Never problem. And then the rest of that day, because Center for Spiritual Living Santa Rosa has three services. So we're, I'm performing three services with the choir, which gives me a lot of in-between time because I only needed to hear the talk once. So I proceeded to write most of that, the verses for that, that morning. And then I came back to Melissa because she's a musician. We have a studio. At the time, we weren't a musical it was, this is just me doing right. an assignment for school. Well, back then, actually, Z was my accompanist. Yeah. Boy, talk about, you know, up-leveling. <laughs> <laughs> but when we first got together, Z wasn't doing spoken word no. and was a beautiful piano player, as I had been my own accompanist. And it's very, uh, it was a very big, beautiful thing. It makes a very big difference to not need to be playing and to just be able to be with the music while I'm singing and I really prefer that so it was really great when Z and I got together and I had my own personal accompanist well and, and so we were still in that phase of yeah things. and that this is actually a little tangent but oh how we can talk that, <laughs> that you're singing it because you were no singing. longer when I remember see I remember seeing you before I knew you personally I remember seeing you sing on stage with your reading glasses behind a piano <laughs> whole different vibe and look and then yeah. when you could come out front i didn't need to be as careful and you started kind of owning your gospel, gospel. roots and the rock yeah. and roll kind of well, thing that goes, which yeah, then came into more our more. came into yeah. kind of more of what we do but anyway so i bring this back to melissa and we've got a studio at home we're sitting in it right now and i said can you do some tracks for this big bang biggity bang you right because you wanted to have some beats because there, you wanted them, there to be a little bit of difference between the verses and the chorus. Yeah, and I was going to... I had needed to, to know when you were in each part. Yeah, and I, and I, I was going to perform this for my class, right? For my ministerial class. So I wanted to have it. It's going to sound a lot better with some, some beats there, right? So Melissa's helping me, and then... And then I'm in the studio finding a decent beat or two. Well, two different, two different ones, two different variations. And as I'm doing it, and I'm listening to Z because we had, I think we had recorded you doing it into a, you know, a multi-tracking and digital performer is what I use. So there was a track of Z in there and I was finding drums to go with it. And um, every time Z said, biggity, biggity, bang, biggity, biggity, bang, <laughs> I heard big bang. So I came out and I said, 
I hear this singing part that would come in after your chorus. Is that okay? If I put that on there and he's like, are you kidding me? I'd be so great. I'm like, is that okay? Like, yeah, I'm going to have the best project ever, you know, which it kind of was. Well, and then, so um, then that, then I think the chorus came, right? Anyway, it it kept evolving. I don't remember where it was when you did it in class, but the story of that morning is pretty cool. Well, no, there's actually, no, there is another part though about the bridge, but that comes after. So I go to the center to do my, it's a Saturday, my ministerial class that day, and I run into the musical director, Chris Ritchie, at the Center for Spiritual Leading in Santa Rosa. We were buddies because he would use me as a keyboard player. And I'm all excited about this project that I'm doing. So I'm telling him all about it. I'm doing big bang, biggity bang, and I'm doing some of the verses for him, you know. Away in the manger, a baby was born, and the world got brighter that blessed is born. His name was Jesus, and he came to stay. He said, I am the truth, the okay. light, the okay. way. He was a big, so I'm a big bang. You know, I'm telling him all this, and he goes, wow. I picture you in the just, social hall. I was just totally you know, <laughs> so excited, right? So he's just like, you know, cool. That sounds nice. So I go and I do this for class. And I have to say, actually, I was nervous to do this. Because yeah. it's like, I'm not a rapper. I'm like, <laughs> who do I think I am, right? This white, middle-aged, gender-rich person nerd nerd is gonna like now i'm gonna be a rapper like what so i go do this and um they the class really liked it they really liked it they got a you know applause and everything and then as they're applauding the door opens chris fritchie the music director has been listening outside the door the entire time (laughs) i'm doing my presentation and he says what are you doing tomorrow Tomorrow being Sunday morning. Now, <laughs> he was kidding because CSL San Rosa has a thousand members and they book things way ahead of time. But a few months after that, mm-hmm. right as we uh, right after we got married, so I know it was oh, 2012, right. we did Big Bang, Biggity Bang for the congregation. So here I am doing this thing that I think is a one-off, just a little like indulgent, silly, goofy, silly, thing. goofy thing. And a few months later, we are performing it for a thousand people on a Sunday morning. And I think that's when we added the bridge because we said it needs more. Oh, right. That's right. Yes. Cause it was, yeah, it just wasn't interesting enough. About it. it wasn't, it was kind of, there a, was, it was a, it was a ditty. And it not was a, a ditty and not a song. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then we had so much fun and people were insane. He, the feedback, and we had been performing there together with Z as my accompanist for years, right? So they knew us and loved us as people in the community, but the in, the enthusiasm for that particular thing was so intense and it was contagious and we decided, well then didn't you just well, get another one? So yeah, so that was the first it time I even stepped a- out front and you know, I had theater training as a kid, but then kind of kind of let it go at some point. So I stepped out front um and so that was kind of a new thing. But also, Melissa and I have this sort of philosophically from the work we've done and all that, we're about experiential, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as facilitators of retreats, for example, that's why we love that, because it's experiential. And so we had this idea. I mean, it just sort of, it was Spirit's it idea, really, I'm right. going to say, because the chorus that came through was through Spirit. Yeah. But this idea of the call and response, right? I mean, that's it's a classic thing in a lot of music especially kind of gospel stuff 
this idea of like really involving people. And so I think that's part of why where it was so fun for people because mm-hmm. they got to be a part of it. Yeah, and a right. very and very simple, you know, yep. big bang and spoken. Because one of the things that people yes. have said to us through the years is, um, I won't sing like you, like Melissa. You say sing along, it's not going to happen, right? But speaking in response, I'm willing to do. Yes. Because some people just are like, I don't sing, I can't sing, which is never true, by the way. But we right. won't even go there. Right. Um. But yeah, it's it's a thing. It was it was a it was kind of a phenomenon that we didn't expect. But I was thinking that originally in this conversation just now that we actually made a conscious decision because of the response to do another one. But I don't think no. it was that. I think we left no. there and you had another one. Right? No, it's, yes, and it's kind of funny actually because the second one that came in was uh, I was on driving to ministerial school. And it was a, a little rap about being vegan, which we oh, haven't even right. recorded yet. Right. But that was an unexpected thing. So Big Bang basically started this avalanche of songwriting. Right. Totally unexpected. And it's kind of funny that Big Bang, Diggity Bang. Because it's it the beginning. The instigation, right? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that is the story. Very long story behind that. <laughs> Not all of our songs have stories that are that long. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fully noted. But let, let's let's jump into this uh, little ditty that turned out to be a successful school project. And uh, I invite our listeners to, uh, if you're if you're brave, sing along, and if you're not so brave, speak along with Big Bang Biggity Bang. Back in the day, there wasn't a day, there wasn't a night, there was nothing. God came along, said, let there be light. The sky cracked open, what a beautiful sight. It was a big bang. Big bang. It was a biggity, biggity bang. Biggity, biggity bang. It was a big bang. Big bang. It was a biggity, biggity bang. Biggity, biggity bang. A man named Buddha sat under a tree. D-A-T-A-T-I-N-G All of a sudden His life was changed The whole entire world was rearranged It was a big bang Big bang It was a biggity biggity bang Biggity biggity bang It was a big bang Big bang It was a Spot where a dude named Muhammad liked to chill a lot. 
till the angel Gabriel came one day said boy you better listen what I gotta say it was a big bang a biggity biggity bang It's a big bang. It's a biggity biggity bang. It's a big bang. Biggity biggity bang. A biggity biggity bang. Okay, I'm I'm gonna have you jump into a gospel tune, but uh, I think we're gonna listen to it first, and then we'll come back and talk about it. So we're going to listen to fortify your faith. Fortify, fortify. child I didn't believe in nothing faith is for suckers I told myself people who are weak people who need help but all around me everyone would say you gotta believe you gotta pray believing in nothing ain't no way here's what you gotta do every day you gotta clarify clarify magnify magnify occupy occupy your faith and then you gotta glorify, glorify, testify, testify, fortify, fortify your faith. You got to fortify, fortify, fortify your faith. You got to fortify, fortify, fortify your faith. Time moved on and I grew. I said, what's up with the world, the universe, and how things work? Why am I here? What's my worth? I started to notice synchronicities and a power beyond what I could see. Next thing I knew, I heard God say, here's what you gotta do. Every day you gotta clarify, clarify magnify, magnify, occupy, occupy your faith, and then you gotta glorify.
much bigger than me. It starts in the heart and grows and grows. Where it stops, nobody knows. So if you're down, if you're blue, remember that spirit is bigger than you. Let it hold you, mold you, take you, shape you. And here is all you have to do. You gotta clarify, clarify. Magnify, magnify, occupy, occupy your faith. And then you gotta glorify, glorify. Testify. testify, fortify, fortify your faith. Yeah, you gotta clarify, clarify. Magnify. magnify, occupy, occupy your faith. And then you gotta glorify, glorify. Testify. testify, fortify, fortify your faith. What can you tell us about that one? Thank you. I'm like, uh, nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, that was, well, it was kind of, I don't remember. Well, no, that was another one that, um, so that's also from our first CD. Right. So this is in that group of, we've done Big Bang, Biggity Bang already. And I remember really liking the call and response. I, I mean, yes. that, that was one that I, I was deliberately trying to have something that could be another call and response. Mm -hmm. And I believe that was written again for a deadline. Worked very I think well it was a us. Sunday morning. No. Oh, I thought it was for a Wednesday night. Oh, it could have been, but yeah. one of those, like we, were, we had a service coming up and we, it was the theme mm -hmm. yeah. of which we were given. We didn't choose the theme, but we were given the theme and then it just popped out. Well, I think yeah. we were doing Wednesday Night Live. So at that point, they, they had given us a service that set up for Spiritual Living Santa Rosa. We were calling it right. Wednesday Night Live uh, because as buddy ministers, we were doing the talk and music and that kind of thing. And I think I think we came up with Fortify Your Faith as a, see, this is, this is the memory issue. I don't think we ever got to come up with the, well, I don't actually yeah. remember. You know, Memories really are not what we like to think they are. <laughs> We've read about that, so um, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty so sure that, I don't really know, but I'm, he might be right. I'm pretty sure that I'm right, <laughs> and I came up with that phrase. And then it was fun to get to come up with rhyming words because it's like clarify, magnify, <laughs> occupy. Um, you know all Glorify, these all these testify. eyes, all these different I verbs. Right. Um, and actually, when we do that piece live we have movements so not only are people um doing the call and response thing but they're doing a movement with whatever verb they say so that's really fun and that one actually has been one this is you know we're we are recording this during covid times and so that one has actually turned out to be a great one for live streaming yeah because it happens to work it's very clear and clean some of the stuff we do we overlap a lot and that plays pretty well live but not as well on zoom and fortify is very kind of tidy just mm -hmm. it just works really well for for live streaming so and there is one other thing i can tell more of the other story i i alluded to a little earlier because on the bridge of that song when i do that you can do it you know that whole and the, and the ending with that lick 
fortify, 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 high fat, you know, that stuff. <laughs> um, so when Z said that I came out from behind the piano when Z joined me, and then, you know, more of my authentic gospel roots uh, started revealing themselves, there is a story behind that, which is, of course there, there is. There is always a story. <laughs> <laughs> And I forgot about until I realized we haven't told this and that, that I do that on that bridge. Um, so Z's brother, George, is a professional musician in L.A. He is a hotshot. Now, he, he doesn't call himself one, but I'm telling you, he's an amazing musician. He actually has done, created some of the tracks on some of our CDs. Anyway, he's great, great, great musician. So when I first met him, since he and I both had had a history of playing cover songs in bars back in our days, back in our own individual histories, we sat down together and just decided to mess around, do some of those old songs. And we did this Aretha song. And um, a couple months later, Z said to me, so um, I'm, I've been, I've been trying to figure out how to say this to you. You know, when your sweetheart starts a conversation like that, you're always like, uh oh, you know, big trouble. But she, then they, but then she uh, proceeded to then say, you know, when you sang that song with George, like, I never heard you do that. I've heard you sing for years now together in all these different centers and I have never heard you sing like that like why don't you sing like that and bring it like that at when you sing at centers yeah and it took me a long time to know kind of how to say that to her because you know here she is she's she's rich she's got a bunch of cds out there she's doing all these songs some of them had the, the rock and roll kind of thing, but there yeah. was like a rawness because it was Aretha. It was it was a baby. It was Aretha. It was Aretha tune and like really raw and just and was a totally embodied that. And I was a little shocked, but also like <laughs> yeah, I just love that style of music, right? And so it took me a really long time to figure out how to say it without totally insulting mm -hmm. all that she, i mean she has a career as melissa Felipe. i don't want to be saying you know there's something wrong you missed the mark with your whole history yeah so it, yeah. like it literally did take me i think a few months yeah to be able to say it was a couple months later about it yeah so and in that moment it, it was in the car was it, it was yeah i, don't, I, don't I just remember being <laughs> in the car and having you ask me this question and in the moment i got the answer which was which i had never thought of i'd never had a conscious awareness of this i'd never had a concept of this being true but i said when z asked me like why is that i haven't heard you do that and i just had to be with it for a moment let it let the question just sit there and then what i heard was i guess i thought it's not okay to do that in church hmm. <laughs> which because to me, that level of like raw R&B kind of gospel-y stuff that for me, when I do it, it's, there's a way in which it's tapping into an energy that is a very like root chakra sexual kind of energy. Well, and also when you say church, you're thinking 
white Episcopalian church, like the church you grew up in. <laughs> maybe. Because if you had come from the South, right? maybe white, now, or, then I wouldn't. white or black, right. it, would have, it just would have been different. Yeah, right? the church so, I grew up in, none of that was going on, I promise. So, um, so that immediately like broke the spell. And I started to, even on the older existing songs, sing them differently and feel the response from people. But through my years of singing, so my very first gig doing Centers for Spiritual Living, what it happened to be, but metaphysical Sunday morning, you know, um, I was at this place. I, it will, I'll leave it unnamed for this moment. It was a very long time ago. The minister's not even alive anymore, but. Um, it was all these, you know, blue haired little old ladies, very sweet place. But every time I sang something, they were like, that's a little too much. Could you just tone it down? If I felt it a lot, they'd say that not even like volume or anything. It was just like, if I emoted a lot, it was too much. Cause you, you know, and, and weren't there people like literally closing their ears? Yes. And squinting, like squinting. And Literally, you know, and every week I would leave there and they would say, if you could just, you know, that was good. But if you could just, you know, pull back and tone it down a little. I did that for a year every Sunday. And then Reverend Doctor now, Reverend Doctor Marsha Sutton, uh, quote unquote, stole me and took me to uh, Golden Gate Center for Spiritual Living, where she was ending her her reign as a senior pulpit minister. But um, I just thought she, the reason she wanted me there was that she had heard me do my other stuff because we had, the reason she even heard me sing was she, I went with her through a journey through Turkey that was following in the footsteps of St. Paul, Saul, St. Paul. And um, I would sing and a lot of times I would sing Aretha songs in all these locations. So she had heard that. That's what she had heard. So, because uh, that. that's what I knew, right? That's the, those are the songs that they knew that I knew. So I was singing those in the, like, like old ancient Greek amphitheaters and stuff. Anyway, pretty amazing memory. But after that trip, she said, she called me and said, would you, would you consider if I, if the job was available? would you consider coming and being my music director? And I was like, oh my God, yes. So um, when I went to that center, it took, a, it was almost like I was defrosting from being frozen. It was like a couple years there. And through those couple years, what I found was the more authentically me I was, which meant singing more, you know, bigger and louder and more rock and more, you know, the more they appreciated it. And I think obviously there will, was still some residue there though. Because, yes, clearly. Because by the time I heard you do the Aretha thing, you still weren't fully all the way right. integrating. And one of the things that's been fun about what we, what we now call word songs, the things that we're doing together is that you've been able to write music. Yes. That specifically, because a lot of these ones do have more of like, and the gospel yep. and the kind of yep. you know big big energy you've been able to write stuff that allows yes. you and so fortify to actually bring this back yes the song we're talking and about wait i just want to say real quick here that what is trippy to me is that when i was a little kid and i you know i started taking piano at eight i started really getting into playing and singing 
really seriously, which sounds funny, but really seriously at 10. And I would spend hours, 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 hours every day at the piano singing and playing. Um, I just sang like that. I, there was no, I didn't grow up hearing black church music. I didn't, I mean, I listened to, you know, the Jackson 5 as well as, you know, Elton John and whatever. I mean, I listened to a wide range of things, but it's not like I had uh, other than maybe a past life thing. I didn't have gospel in my actual listening training wheelhouse at all. It just was naturally how I sang. So, so to, to then with Z's encouragement and continued encouragement to, to find that when I go to write it, it just, there it is. And it comes out and there it is like, that style is just coming out of me. Yeah, it was just it's fascinating. It was, it was just encouraged. So, but by the time we got around, excuse me, to do Fortify, yeah, like, oh, okay, I'm yes. gonna do this. I'm gonna bring yeah. this. I'm gonna incorporate this energy there, right? Which has also been, I mean, it's another part of the reason it's fun for us to do these now, because mm. it's way more fun for me to sing like that. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. And I, I just want our listeners to know if they are curious about the movements that go with it, they can go find them on uh, YouTube and uh, they can learn them. Uh, but, of course, I don't recommend trying them while you're driving. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Z, uh, Melissa, thank you so much for that. Uh, I do also want to remind our listeners, if you're just tuning in, this is Real Conversations, the meaning behind the music. And we're having a deep conversations with the Reverends Z and Millie today. Uh, and we've been talking a lot on your on the album, uh, as if my memory is serving me correctly, where the two of you first really start collaborating. That's Wrapped in Love. And uh, before we leave that album, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, the song My Soul Says Yes. And as I've been listening to this conversation, right, I, I'm hearing a lot of places where it really feels the two of you have a great uh, a, a great practice of leaning into that sacred yes and leaning into um, what your soul is saying. Uh, I agree, Z. I, you know, I don't always listen to spirit, but I do always listen to my wife. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I try. I try to listen to my soul. So, uh, share with us a little bit. What was the creative process to bring forward something as beautiful as my soul says yes? Uh, well, thank you for saying that it's beautiful. Um, that one was, was also, again, pretty much this whole CD came together while we were still in ministerial school. Mm -hmm. So I was in a class and she had us read the book, The Soul of Money. And that a big piece of that is this idea of sufficiency, right? But I mean, sufficiency. Um, but I just, it's uh, it's kind of actually interesting because I changed the lyrics since I wrote the song. So when, when we wrote the song, and again, this was another one that I started first and then Melissa added her part, but it was this idea that, um, and I've heard a lot of people say this, even in metaphysical circles, that money's just energy. You know, money is what, what you make it. That's right. some of the words from the song, right? Um, and a big piece of the song, which I still am totally in alignment, is, is this idea of opening to abundance, right? And also opening to your your purpose, your vocation, right? this idea that those can all be intertwined, you know, yeah. you give and serve and serve and give your soul says yes. Right. So this idea of 
giving to the world in service and also allowing money, you know, to receive and all that. And we did it. I think we did. Uh, we do these little videos. We do a bunch of little different things with videos, but we do these videos called Joy Jams. And so we did a Joy Jam not that long ago about prosperity. And it was the idea that complaining is, is a thing that can really block prosperity. And letting go of complaining is a fabulous practice, which I still would highly recommend, to <laughs> let more abundance into your life, abundance of all forms. And so at the end of that little, the message of that video, we did that song, a clip of just a, 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 portion. a portion of that song. And so there's the the line in the song, money isn't anything, money's what you make it, right? Right. And since then, there's some, what is, so the, it's a book by Michelle Masters, and it is called Magic. Money magic. Money magic, I believe. And so um, it's, it's, it's using neuro-linguistic programming, a.k.a. NLP for short, as a way to work with receiving more abundance. And one of the things that she says in that book is that money actually is not neutral. Money is actually blessings. Money is, is love. Love, right? Mm, it's a form. Yeah. And very different, right, than how it's often portrayed. And I think even... I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, mo a lot. What I have historically, what I've heard, a lot of metaphysical people and teachers and teachings talk about money is neutral. Money is whatever. Like a lot of things, it's whatever you say it is, right? So if you say it's evil, it's evil. If you say it's wonderful, it's wonderful. But her her experience with it is. If you take away all the judgment and all the story, Her meaning uh, Michelle, uh, Michelle Masters. Masters, who I've studied with. So that's how we found that book. I took her, the workshop called uh, Money Magic, I think it's called the workshop. But um, the experience of being with the energy just itself without any story around it, it's it's benevolent. It is a loving right. presence. Right. Of, mm. A loving yeah. power. So that's one line in the, in the in the song that I would change when I say money is just energy, money is what you make it. I, that's not actually true anymore. But what follows is, can you let it be your friend? Tell me, can you take it? So that right. idea of still just you know you allowing allowing abundance. And I know when we did that joy jam recently, because again, I don't listen. We don't listen to our own stuff that much. We perform it, but we don't just like sit in a room and. Let's play everything, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and so it was really fun to get to hear that song and kind of receive that message of, you know, it's okay to receive. I mean, money, man, money of all the topics to talk mm -hmm. about right. uh, in anywhere, not just metaphysics, but, you know, it's one that has a lot, can have a lot of like gnarly people's programming and past and all that of all the things we've been told and the things we believe, yep. you know, so the idea, we really wanted to be able to write a song about that to really help people open to their abundance. Yes. Yeah. And I think that original book, by the way, is by Lynn Twist. Yes. The Soul so, of Money. The Soul of Money. The Soul yeah. of Money. Great book. Yep. Yeah. And we will uh, and we'll make sure we leave links in the show notes, folks, for all of the resources and the material that we're talking about here today. And you know, you may want to change that line, but I'm gonna tell you this song still makes my personal prosperity playlist. Yeah. And and I don't see it leaving that that anytime soon. So oh, let's well, give it a you. let's give it a listen, folks. This is My Soul Says Yes. Enjoy.
When I say money, where do you go? Do you shrivel up inside or do you open to the flow? Money isn't anything. Money's what you make it. Can you let it be your friend? Tell me, can you take it? Can you open to the power of what is yours to do? What is yours to give? Tell me, can you? I didn't hear you answer yet, so let me take a guess and say that when it comes to money, your soul says yes. Yes to letting vision lead you through the woods where it can teach you things you never knew before. Your soul says yes. Money joins a vision, it becomes a holy mission when you give and serve and serve and give. Your soul says yes. Yes to letting money do all it can, cause when you let your dough support the flow, your soul says yes. Money does what it can be. Lives change, rearrange, especially yours. More and more. Living in the wealth of trust that money's here for all of us. You're rigorously blessed when your soul says yes. Yes, to letting vision lead you through the woods where it can teach you things you never knew before. Your soul says yes. Money joins a vision, it becomes a holy mission when you give and serve and serve and give. Your soul says yes. Yes, to letting money do. Yep, yep. Always, it, it always keeps me moving. Keeps me moving. So, thank you for bringing that one onto the planet. 
we want to take a, a detour. Well, not a detour. We just want to move to another album here. And your most recent work, and uh, as far as like a whole full album, is titled uh, "Walk by Faith." Correct. And, and uh, the song that jumped out at me the first time I looked at that, and the first time I listened to that, uh, "Love is the Only Truth." And I would love to hear more of the meaning behind that one. Let's see. That one, I think I started that one. Did you start that one? Seems like it. No. What's, t- tell me your memory. No, I have no memory. No. <laughs> <laughs> I trust your memory better than that. You think you started it? I think I did. Oh, yes. No, I remember some stuff about that one. So that one, the chorus is love. Oh, I remember that you had, yeah, yeah, you made me rewrite uh-huh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that one, <laughs> love is the only truth, and the only truth is love, popped in my head. It's one of those. It's a very simple chorus, and that was that one was kind of cool. I already, I think I the the idea, the conception for the verses, because the first verse is about time, and how time is this totally made up construct. And so I'd already had this thing where I was walking one morning. One of my spiritual practices is to walk in nature, sometimes by myself, sometimes with Melissa. And I'm walking along, and I often pray and do affirmations and stuff. But this one day I'm walking along and just thinking about maybe about the time, you know, in terms of what time it was going to be when I was done, something like that. And I just thought, that is just totally made up. Like an hour? Like an hour is just this human construct that we put on top of, you know, put on top of our experience and then our experience of the illusion of yes. linear movement of right. reality, which is also not true. Yes. Cause as right. a good metaphysician, I know there is no such thing as time. So that was just sort of a separate little thing just sort of stored away in my head. Right. And uh, so when it came time to write the verses, that that little whole I mean I didn't talk about me walking but that whole idea of like time is just made up that was the first verse uh, and that love is the only truth right and then the second verse was about this it was about this idea of love and how we turn it into like just romantic love and that was another kind of thought form that was floating around in my life but not necessarily designated for a song so that one for the for the verses, I had these sort of very detailed theoretical intellectual ideas, which sound like the kind of things that you tell me and talk about with me when you come out of meditation. Like yeah, we both have that tendency where we meditate and then we go to each other and say, "Wow, had this interesting like this line of thinking or this aha moment in my meditation, and it's this you know some." Some trippy esoteric thing about reality and yeah. the illusion of reality. And right? doesn't necessarily lend itself to song lyrics, right? right? <laughs> so, uh, and, it, and, I, and I didn't know if I could pull this off either, you know? I think you did. But, well, part of it that's nice about spoken word is you get to kind of, like, this one, if I remember correctly, yeah, it doesn't rhyme. And I just decided I don't have to rhyme. I can just do this, like, as a sort of conversation kind of thing. But yeah, this was the one then. That's one of my very favorite songs on the planet. Um, I'm just going to say straight up. I mean, not to say of our, I mean, of our songs, right? Like, yeah, um, I just, it just 
it gets me every time. Well, I this one is really fun to do live because, again, it's interactive. When we do love is the only truth and the only truth is love, we have them say that with us and we have them do movements of putting their hands on their heart, coming out from their heart, and then going back in. Yeah. So it's got a very kind of group meditative energy. But on this one, then, I oh, did it first. I forgot. And then I it's gave it to not Melissa. a happy memory. So I Z gave it to me and I wrote something and it was not one of those times when the download just came i had to really like what am i gonna say about you know i don't know and i was just sort of like made something up i mean that's what we do right and it was a whole chorus though i wrote the whole chorus yeah no it was a whole chorus and i played it for (laughs) c and there was a long silence (laughs) (laughs) and z said uh I think you can do better. I don't get it. Like, yeah. I think it can be better. Like It was just, so hard to uh, say that. Because oh. she wrote the whole chorus. It was the whole thing. Like yeah. I said, we don't generally write together. We've, we just had a song where we actually were in the room writing it together. But that's a brand new thing. For the most yeah. part, thus far, we both do. I think it's partly because Melissa has a history as a solo songwriter. I have a history as a writer writing fiction. But... We both are very good kind of on our own. Right. right. And so I was not there when she's writing the whole chorus. <laughs> um, so the whole So thing. she's singing the whole chorus for me, and I'm just going, oh. <laughs> and, you know, I, I I never have a really specific thing in mind of where it's going to go musically, right? But I just knew this isn't it. That's like, not it. Yeah. That's not, not it. <laughs> it's yeah. not capturing it, you know, and just I just was like, no, it wasn't. can I? I'm sitting there trying. I don't to have any idea now. I have no recollection no. of that chorus, which no. tells you how good it was. And um, I'm so so grateful to be in relationship with someone who is willing to bust my chops when they need to be in in every area of life, including in our songwriting. Because I'm so grateful I went back to the drawing board, or and really that when I went back in, I really went to a more dropped in meditative prayerful place because I was so to have, you know, when you write for me, when I write something um, and then to throw it out and start over, it's very, that's the hardest for me because I already have that other thing in my head. Yeah. Right. It's not in my head at all now, but it was then like that. No, but that's what goes from, it goes from your thing to that. Like that's already in my head. So um, I had to, thank God, really surrender and be a prayerful, open vessel to receive. Okay, okay, Spirit, I need you to bring me where this song is supposed to go. And then I just started playing that piano thing. That Actually, I realized uh, recently when I listened to the album, the, the thing that I do when we play solo together Um, meaning not with a band because we're not solo, but um, when we work together now, most of the time I play piano, but on that one, I play piano and sing. Um, 
because it's too weird for Z to do spoken well, word. Well, yeah, we found that me playing piano and doing spoken word, I think it's just more... It doesn't work. It's really. weird. Something about yeah. it doesn't work, whereas someone's singing and playing works. But, yeah. yeah. So I don't play keys much anymore, actually. But when I play it alone, it's got this very constant little pulsing eighth note. Dee, 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 you know, that you kind of hear in the track of the album but it's not there as much now i realize i it i didn't even realize in the process of it evolving right. on the album until i went to actually try to describe it to a piano player from the chart and realized oh, it's not on the chart the right way because that's what i do alone and there's no reference anywhere else other than in my head and my fingers that that's how it goes mm. um so now it's on the core chart to play for other people that way but um and a lot of the words for me that are in there are Toltec philosophy. So when you let go of all that you believe, what is left is the truth. That's straight up Miguel Ruiz, the Toltec way. Right. So, um, and, it, and it links through. back to that, you know, what I talk about in the first verse of times and illusion. But I think, and I don't, I can't actually remember because we don't, I don't remember the first verse, but I'm, I'm wondering, this is just me wondering if, you know, my verses are so heady, kind of, until I get to the chorus, and I wonder if it's like you had to strip that away too of trying to relate to that. You know, you just had to like somehow, somehow, you right. needed a full pass to get to the core of it. And I know, you know, it's funny. There was something I read recently about a, a, a writing teacher writing about, of all things, here we are on this on this spiritual thing, but it was sex. People writing about sex, mm -hmm. and she said that when she has people write about sex, she'll have them. Do you know, give them a topic about it and she'll have them write it and then she'll have them tear that up, start over, do it again, tear that up, start over, do it again, because she finds mm. that that topic has so much kind of baggage and detritus and mm. noise and it takes a while for people to like get to the heart of it. Mm. And this had that to it. Now, I do know, and we both have this experience as songwriters that, um, and a lot of creatives can relate to this, that there's a, there's a moment when it goes clunk. It's yes. like, that's it. Yeah. That's it. And it's, you can't argue with it and you yeah. can't, and when it hasn't gone clunk, you can't argue with that either. You can try right. to rationalize it. Oh, that's good <laughs> push it through. Well, like, no. Yeah. And you know, that's right. what happened in the first pass of Melissa's chorus. It's just like, no, no. And you know, I have to say the other thing, Melissa talked <laughs> about the honesty. I quote unquote lucked out because here I am starting to do, you know, I have a bachelor's degree in English. I, I'd done some fiction, um, but I hadn't done songwriting before. And so now, you know, when I go off and do my own thing, I was, I can bring it back to Melissa, but she's, she's been able to teach me about songwriting and will also bust me when going like, nope, too cliche, too corny, or I don't know what you mean, like whatever it is. Right. So we both can be that for each other. Um, yeah. You know, that works, that doesn't work. Well, in each other's writings, like our blogs and other things that we write, we are each other's editors. Yeah. Which is very convenient. Right. Yeah. And great. But, but this was one of those ones where my edit was like a burn it. Yeah. No, let's just start over. Burn it. But then Crap when you it. did do that second one, it was like, that's, that's it. it. That's and it. And I think that some of that, you know, I, I find this too in times of performance when I've had challenges before, like, Either, I mean, this is true whether I was doing spiritual 
message or music or not any kind, but, um, but especially in my years, my more recent years doing directly, you know, overtly spiritual stuff that on a morning where for whatever reason, it's really hard, either something's gone on in the world that makes it a especially tender day. And I don't want to get it wrong for the people's hearts, you know, um, or I'm having some really hard time. I mean, during our years together, my mom passed away. So there was a couple years of her getting worse and then dying and we had gigs, you know, so that, and then back in the, a few years ago, I was having some vocal problems that were really challenging. There were, there were mornings where I'm like, I don't think I can sing. Yeah. I that mean, it song. was really, and that song. Yes. Yeah, it was tough. And those are all gone now, by the way. I mean, I, yeah, I needed, I needed some tweaking from a vocal coach and I got it. So, um, but, but what I have found, and I'm sure that any, any public person can say they've experienced this to some degree or in some ways that in those times, it's the best because we have to surrender, right? It's so like, I get up in the morning, I'm like, oh crap, you know, like I'm not going to be able to do it. And then it's making me cry. It's like, oh no, you know, like, yeah. ah, what, what am I going to do? And then the only choice as a spiritual being with faith is to surrender and do it. Like that's it, right? That's, I got that or suffer through and suck. But if I surrender, at least there's, you know, that could be the name of our next CD. Suffer Suffer through and suck. (laughs) Good suck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's what happened with that song because I had to scrap it. I couldn't access it. And then I surrendered. And because I surrendered a level of just Toltec wisdom, truth came through that I don't think I would have thought of putting into a song. I mean, it's hard to put that stuff in a song. Right. So let's give it a listen, folks. This is love is the only truth. Enjoy. something that isn't true. There aren't 24 hours in a day. I mean, there are, but only because we say so. Because thousands of years ago in ancient Egypt, someone stuck a stick in the ground and watched the shadows to try and measure the arc of a day. And don't get me started on this trip called time, the trippity-slippity thing that doesn't exist in the first place. I ain't no Einstein, but I tell you what, there's only one thing that's ever stuck that doesn't need a stick in the ground for me to trust it. Hush, little baby, cause there's just this love Love. is the only truth. And the only truth is love. Love is the only truth. And the only truth is love. Shelter of 
something else that isn't true, what we call love, right? There's a guy at work, you don't even know his name, but you're sure he's the one who can satisfy that need that hurts and howls and wants what's real till you find out he's married or gay or not gay and can't give you anything but need and more need. See, love doesn't ask. Love only answers, and the answer is always yes. I don't know much, but I tell you what, there's only one thing that's ever stuck that doesn't need anything for me to trust it. Hush, little baby, cause there's just this love is the only truth. And the only truth is love. Love is the only truth. And the only truth is love. When I let go of all that I believe, what is left is true. Release the stories of things I see. All I see. like uh, an expression of the love and and listening to the two of you it sounds like an incredibly healthy relationship Uh, i do think we have a rejoinder to your statement though z you know right now it's i don't always listen to spirit but i always listen to my wife even if she's wrong I'm, I'm yeah. gonna try. I'm gonna try that out later, and I'll let you yeah. know how it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're alive to tell about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, my recommendation is repeat that last phrase silently to yourself. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Words of wisdom. Words to live by. Right. Yeah. Well, the the next one on our list, um, and I'm wondering if uh, it's the the song is "There's a Good for Me." And I'm wondering, I believe, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, that Emma Curtis Hopkins said yeah. that, and yeah. uh, there's a good for me, and I ought to have it. Mm-hmm. So where was the, where did you get the inspiration for, for this song? And, and tell us the story behind this music. Gosh, Emma, 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 Emma. So um, the one line I changed, because Emma Curtis Hopkins says, there is a good for me and I ought to have it. There is a good for me and it's God. And originally that's what, how the song went. Yep. And then 
I was talking to Z one day before we were recording it. We had performed it quite a few times by the time we recorded it, but it was before recording it. You know, before you go into the studio, you always take another look at everything under a fine tooth comb with a magnifying glass and say like, okay, does this still stand up? And, you know, they evolve for sure as we do them live. Really, I really find that, um, I think Z agrees that when we go into the studio to record. Of course I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Self-preservation, I love it. Um, and yes, I did silently repeat the thing to myself. <laughs> um, that, that as I, we both prefer that when we go into the studio, we've been doing it live for a while because it evolves as we do it live with bands and different people, right? There's just like, oh, yeah, no, that didn't work. This works better. And so then by the time we go into the studio, we don't have to quite study and, I don't know, work with it the same way. Well, it's actually better, yeah. The, the, if, if we're able to really work things live before we like commit it to the CD, it's really better because we're, we're more apt to have an actual final polished product Form, as yeah. opposed to if we just slap it down, put it in the studio, it's right. almost going to be guaranteed to not sound like that live anymore, which is fine too. Right. But, it, but this one we did a live a lot. But this one we had done live before recording much more. And so um, through the time of doing it live, I don't even think it had changed. It was when we sat down to do the, the CD and I just thought, you know, that particular part of that line, not to critique Emma's writing, because no. I certainly wouldn't. No. Would never. Going in trouble. Because she's, she's, she's the queen. Um, but it always took me right so into my head. There's a good for me and I ought to have it. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. There's a good for me and it's God. It's like, uh, and, um, I mean, I know that's true that all the good, there is, is God. I know that's true, but it would take me out of my body and heart and into my head. Well, and I also think that something that happened between the two CDs, so Wrapped in Love versus Walk by Faith, um, was that we started to really take a look more at the word God. Uh, and, I, yes. and I know that that word does, I'm pretty sure it shows up in a few tunes on Walk by Faith, but, um, and this is something yes, I say, so. I say often, which is, you know, when I was a kid and I grew up, the word God to me was very specific image. It was a white male senior citizen in the sky who occasionally went off his meds, <laughs> right? But this dude was not always nice, but I was supposed to, like, give my life to this and guy. And randomly not and nice. And randomly not nice. So I know in New Thought we say God means something very different, but... I find for me now, and I and it's every. I mean, the beauty of this philosophy is we get to say what we, you know, our term for God. We don't. We're not stuck with one term that we have to stick with. And I just found I'm like keeping it real. I'm like, you know, God still has that old privileged patriarchal vibe to it, mm -hmm. and it doesn't work for me. And mm -hmm. so that was, I think, also in that decision as we were saying, you know what, as songwriters, we want to be open at the top and we want to write things for, because because I had people, when I would say that at, at retreats and talks and stuff, I had people, I would have people come up to me at, about what God. living and unity and they'd come up and they'd go, yeah, 
I don't like that word either. Uh huh. Right. right. Like, but kind of quietly, right? Because Secret. it's it's still nice. used in a lot of metaphysical churches, yes. right? Yeah. And so, and in fact, and I, I did. There's a I lot of wounding for us yeah. who grew up with that version of God. Yeah. And I didn't used to use it before because I discovered metaphysics, on, quote unquote, on my own. I mean, you know, spirit was like, boom, hit me over the head. But <laughs> I would say the universe when I first was kind of into the stuff, the universe and. I wasn't using the G word. No, and for I didn't me, start for using years. the G word until I came into a metaphysical church. Right. And so this was sort of us, you know, kind of starting to branch on our own and and make our, you know, oh my God, life, our ministry, and kind of saying, well, how do we want to do it? What right. language do we want to use? So I think that also informed. That was a part of it, yeah. yeah. But also. There's a good for me, and I have to have it. There's a good for me right now. Yeah. Felt more powerful for me today, right? Mm-hmm. So it was. So and the um. The rest of it, I think, I don't think the rest of it was Emma. I think it was that, but that Emma inspired that song. I don't remember yeah. if we wrote it for a Wednesday night or if we how it got written, but it was because straight up Emma, you know, and I love that phrase that. That Emma quote. So um, yeah, and then that was one of the ones because here we are, second CD. We're doing, starting to do things a little differently. We actually had Melissa and I did a concert at one point, and one of Melissa's oldest and dearest friends, who I also love very much as well, came to a concert of ours. I think specifically to give us feedback because she's a a singer and also has performance experience. And it was kind of like the feedback that um, I gave to Melissa about the Aretha song because our friend was very nervous to say this to us, but she kind of said, because we did this concert where it was a combination of Melissa Felipe and Melissa Felipe's old stuff and then our new stuff, and we were going like back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and she said, you know, I I just, I want to see the two of you together. I don't, I don't want to see the... No offense or anything to the old stuff, but, you know... I, I, I no, just, she's been my backup singer for... 30 plus years. So yeah. she loves those old, the old version of Melissa Felipe, but she was like, I don't know quite how to say this to you, honey, but she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that, that version of Melissa Felipe is not here anymore. Yeah. So then, now you've got this partnership that really is so much more compelling and interesting and fun and alive and all those things, which is so true for me as well. I mean, I was I was not performing anymore before I got together. I mean, yeah, I was done for a reason. Well, and you always said the whole time, even when you were solo, you were always wanting another. Yes. You know, now for me, it wasn't it's taken me a while to feel like worthy of getting to be in the act because I used I always say, like, if someone had told me, you know, well, it's got to be a while ago now, a couple <laughs> decades ago, whatever, tapped me on the shoulder and showed me Melissa on stage and said, you're going to be up there with her and you're going to be up front. And I'd just be like, well, what the heck am I going to be doing? <laughs> I'm not a singer and I'm not. Melissa even has tried to get me to do background vocals. And well, I'm like, I gave up though. Yeah, but because we heard, we recorded <laughs> it, we, we tried it. I got a okay voice, but yeah. it's a little, I get a little pitchy, all that kind of stuff. So I would just be like, how am I going to get to do that, right? So it took me a while to feel kind of worthy of getting to do this with you. And then when we get this feedback about those songs, well, it's, it's like, well, what are we supposed to do with all those songs? And we finally realized I can do sort of the equivalent of, I call them sax solos, saxophone solos. <laughs> so 
a bunch of Melissa's, especially the the ones that people always want to hear. There's kicking and screaming and the path to transformation. The healing storm. Uh, the healing storm. There's certain songs that Melissa were sort of her greatest hits and songs she did a lot. So I wrote what in the songwriter's terminology would be say the bridge. That, that little extra part that comes in and after the, mm-hmm. yeah, either the bridge, like after the second chorus, before you go to the chorus again, or the sax solo, like that little part. So that's what I did with There Is A Good For Me. Right. Because There Is A Good For Me, you wrote as a complete song, not including right. me, before we get this feedback. Right. And then it's like, well, here we are about to do this CD. Now, Walk By Faith has a few a few songs in it that are, that are Melissa only, without Z. But but it's a most of them are us together yeah. and about half the songs are i wrote my part first you wrote your part and mm-hmm. then the other half are ones that you wrote without me right but then after this feedback from julie we're like okay let's get z in there and right. so this was one of them right and i had that. to like i didn't have to but because the ones that i'm not in it's like no there's not a part for me there that's right. why i'm not in there yeah. it's just like nope there's really you can't force it i mean you nope. could but well, yeah. yeah, you can, but, but <laughs> that. so on this one, there was this natural, like, my good, real good all the time, because I wanted it to be fun to say and people could say with us. So that was, that was, it was it's, it's kind of cool. For quite a while, too, Jeannie, that song had just a chorus, because it was written to be a sing-along, right? I think for a Wednesday night, maybe. But but it wasn't a good sing along because it's so it's a long chorus. Yeah. And people would be like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, what? I'm I, lost. Yeah. That's not it, it didn't actually work as a sing along, but there was one time we did it one time at a center as a sing along when you also did your spoken word yeah, section that as was, a sing along and it was great. It was a little people tricky. loved it though. People loved doing it's, there's it. There's a it's kinda can be kinda hard to say that one like growing and glowing and flowing and flowing. Oh, it's yeah. fun, though. When yeah. people are, um, different centers have different, or churches have different kind of uh, vibrations and cultures, right? And some of them, people are more afraid to be, make mistakes. Right. And some right. of them, they're like really free and just like, yeah, we'll destroy it, you know? And this was one of those. So yeah. it was fun. And, and it was cool for us because then starting on the second CD, we're like, oh, here are two different ways to go about writing a song. Right. Can, I can do my part first, and then Melissa does uh, a chorus. Or we can have a complete song that Melissa has written, and I can find my way in there. Or now, these days, we would Melissa would write the song knowing. Right. You know. I mean, yes. we've even had that happen where we had a song that you wrote for a guided meditation, and it was the Happy About My Health. So mm-hmm. it's, 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 a, it's now an online course that we have about health. And so Melissa, same thing. She thinks she's writing a complete song. I'm out in the kitchen. I'm making <laughs> my dinner. And I came in. I think I was like, oh. You said, I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to have this, but I just heard this. You know, I'm so happy. All the way happy. Can't have feeling happy because I'm also very happy. It was just, it's just the spoken word part just came. Um, so it's like, and I, it's so fun. I, yeah. it's so but fun. it's like, at that point I was lazy. I didn't want to have to actually do the work because she was in the middle of recording it. Well, me. yeah, I was, I was like almost finished making tracks and, so and I, I had gonna, to start over. Yeah. But it was worth it. Well, it meant I had to stop doing what I was, what I wanted <laughs> to do and I had to record this thing, you know, um, but it was fun. So that, that's one of those songs. Right. Um, there was a good for me that allowed us sort of a new way 
mm-hmm. to do songwriting. To find your own place in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's listen to There's a Good for Me and uh, see how Melissa and Z fit together.
yeah, I can't imagine that song without without Z in it. So yeah, good call. Good call. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I agree. Yeah. It's actually got double Z because it's my vocals are doubled on some of that right. part. Just to make oh, it that's cool. Richard. So when you yeah, next time you hear it, listen for for two, two of them. Z Z. Okay. So uh, next up, I want to talk about, and, and this has, this one has Z up front. Now, I don't know who wrote their part first, but this, this one kind of at least feature, features Z at the beginning. Thoughts and feelings and fears. Mm. Oh, that one, yes. So let's see, thoughts and feelings and fears. That was another one that was written for, a, uh, I believe it was also a Wednesday night, and it was this idea of, what happens in our minds in meditation, right? Because, um, and as a longtime meditator, I had lots to say about that. <laughs> probably, it's listening to us, we have lots to say about everything. But um, <laughs> that, was, that was another one that we wrote specifically for a service because we were going to be talking about meditation. And the arc of that is this idea that, you know, you, you get in there to meditate, you start to hear all the random things that come up. And then as you meditate longer for a longer period of time or over a longer period of time, you have these moments where there's silence and a space between thoughts. And then the mind comes in and goes, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm such a great meditator. Right. Uh, which and, and then. To follow that up often is a thing of like, oh, no, I'm not a good, I'm horrible meditating. Because look at me, I, I had this amazing moment and then I lost it. Um, and then beating yourself up and then going, no, 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 that's not what it's about. It's about just coming back to center. So that whole arc of what can happen either in one session or over a period of time, you know, I wanted to try to capture that. Um, and, of course, lions and tigers and bears, oh, my. Yeah, of course. Is the original, you know. And then this was another one that I brought to you to kind of come up with, you know, where, and it's really kind of a, in this one, it, it, I don't know that we even conceptualize it like this at first. This is one we have a music video for, and the guy who did it with us yeah. pointed this out. Right. And it's like, I'm the meditator and the chatter and all that, and you're like the teacher, the, the spiritual teacher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's, you know. We didn't conceive of that at all. Uh, we didn't even get, we didn't really even understand that that's how it would be conceived of if someone listened to it until we went to do the video and the video, the director said, well, the way I see it, yeah. <laughs> it's like this. And we're like, oh, oh, which happens sometimes for Z and I. Z is a comedian and I am a goofball. There's a very big difference. We're both goofballs, but Ziza actually like a comedian and is a comedy writer and is just like more like a stand-up comedian. And I'm just a goofball. Not that that's bad, but it's very different. And there are times when I'm like, but I want to be, I want to be funny. I want to be funny also. So that that was one of those. I remember when he said that, I was like. I want to be the straight man again. <laughs> You're my straight man. Yep, that's what you are. Previously straight. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was straight. I thought I was the straight man. Now I'm the gay, straight, whatever the heck. Whatever you are. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then that one, that song was also fun because that's another one that my brother did the background track yes. to that song. And so if you listen 
Oh. to that song listening also keeping an ear out for what's going on in the background he did some really fun things with um in fact i think he bought like a whole new thing for his gear that had some kind of um meditation All different like tablas and eastern eastern middle eastern, middle eastern, eastern kind of sounds so yeah hmm. he has some, soundtracks right so he yeah. has like tv and movie stuff in la so yeah for him to do that one was so perfect and when yeah. He sent us the track that he did. We're like, what? That yeah. is so cool. Really it's just, we really love what he creates. And that one we don't do live as often. We did we did once do it live at Center for Spiritual Living in Santa Rosa where we had a tabla right there. And, um, yeah, that was fun. All that stuff. Yeah, we but, had a bunch of cool people. Yeah, there. it's hard to replicate those tracks. Like a lot of the stuff we do, we're fine if we just have keys or even if we have a band, but kind of more like a regular band. Yeah. And that one has a real kind of special yes. uh track to it so but sometimes we'll do it just with the track yes um, because then it works then we can have the tracks and really the tracks are so um developed and layered and nuanced mm -hmm. and you can't you know you get like three players on stage and you're like uh who should do what to sound like that it's just not gonna it's not sound yeah. the same so we yeah. either do that typically with tracks or not at all but that's a fun one to do live too because it's just you know getting to play that out I and this one has an actual video on our YouTube channel. Yes. If you want to check yep. that out. Yes, it does. Yeah. A nice video, I think. Right. Well, well let's up. listen to everything that's going on in thoughts and feelings and fears with Rev Z and Melissa. and feelings and fears. Oh my, how can I sit still when I want to cry? Or maybe I should have a piece of pie. This is too hard, I don't want to try. My nose has an itch, I will scratch it. But I am not supposed to scratch it. I'm supposed to be still, supposed to be chill. Nirvana will come and I'll catch it. And now it kind of twitches If I don't do this right, I won't see the light But now my nose itches and twitches But I hear it tastes like feet. Oh, oh, oh. Now everything is very slow. I think I must be in the Spare. But wait, now I'm thinking a lot. Oh, oh, 
should quit. I can't get the hang of it. I try and I try, but my mind just flies. It's cause I'm a nervous twit. encourage our listeners to go find the video on that one. It's a lot of fun with with uh, Z as the meditator and the, with the chatter and the monkey mind and the sublimely peaceful Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we will make sure that we provide links to that video and again, all the resources we've talked about today here. Uh, Z, and, and Melissa, you know, we're so grateful you've been with us and uh, we've touched only just briefly on uh, some of the other work you do. And we'd love to hear a little bit more. I want to make sure everybody that's listening knows how to stay in touch with you. I know you've got a Patreon community. We'd love to hear a little bit about that. What's coming up in the future? Uh, what are you excited? What are you working upon? Uh, I guess now we could say, you know, here's the time where we let everybody know just about everything we haven't talked about yet. Sure. Yeah. I mean, COVID times are interesting times. So, you know, normally we say we're an online and traveling ministry right now. We're not traveling as much, but we are traveling via live stream. So we're still we're still doing live streaming. We're, we're showing up on Sunday mornings in various places. But I, we always say, especially these days, and someone listening to us in this capacity, you go to ohmygodlife.com. And that is spelled out, O-H-M-Y-G-O-D-L-I-F-E.com. Yeah, ohmygodlife.com. That's sort of like our little hub, and you can get to see, you know, there's links to all of our videos on there, our blogs. I have a the Life in CDs is still happening. And then there's Dear Melly, which is Melissa's blog, Advice for the Spiritually Inclined. We've got the cartoons on there. We've got our classes. Um, so, so you can see all kinds of stuff there. And then what you can do when you go on the site, you'll see it right there. You can, if you're interested in us, if we always say, if you like us, because if you don't like us, by <laughs> don't, all means, don't do anything. If don't, you don't like us, don't even yeah. go to the website. But if you like us, you can sign up for our newsletter right. there. And yeah. um, we're currently actually sending out weekly doses of inspirational content. We, we actually create two original videos a month now. George mm -hmm. Ann's Guide Meditations, Prayer Weaves. We're going to do like long form music videos too. Those are coming up. And a, a prayer weave is where typically I sing. Well, Z doesn't sing. So I sing and do a musical prayer. And then Z does a spoken prayer, like a straight up prayer. And then I sing again. Mm -hmm. So it's a, that's what we call a prayer weave. Prayer weave. And the guided meditations also start with music 
and then go into Z doing a guided meditation into some uh what we, we call actually because it's not silent meditation because it's not silent because excuse me there are strings there so uh z calls it free form free free, free form free range free range free range meditation where um it's otherwise silent right but right. The, and both the prayer weaves and the guided meditations have these also these beautiful for people who want to do it with their eyes open beautiful evocative photographs and videos um and also, they're all captioned so that people can read them if they miss anything. And, and we can um, say the photos are beautiful because they're not they're ours. ours. Yeah, we <laughs> have, we them. subscribe to a service where we can get um, photos and music and stuff. So it's we really uh, and the joy jams are more a little fun, little comedy, goofy message with a real message with music at the end. Yeah. Yes. And so as Robert mentioned, Reverend Robert mentioned, we do have a Patreon site, and so one of the things. We, we really like to be able to provide a lot of free content. So anybody mm -hmm. who signs up to the mailing list gets weekly free content, blogs and videos and music and such. Um, and then those folks who really want to help support what we're doing can hop on over to our Patreon site and subscribe for a, a monthly amount. And then depending on what your amount is, it, it goes up in tiers. Um, if anybody's familiar with Patreon, it's sort of like a monthly Kickstarter kind of thing. And that's been really great for us because that's a, that's actually allowed us to ramp up our content, to do more free content for yes. people. Yeah. Um, and so people who come onto our site and want to sign up, they can sign up and get all that stuff. And they also get oh, the very best thing. So for me, this is the most fun that we have in life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is every year we write and record a song and then video of a birthday song so that the, our friends on our mailing list on the morning of their birthday, they get an email that has our singing them a happy birthday song. It's yeah. a different song every year. Mm -hmm. And um, that's our I've been getting them for years. Oh, cool. Yay. I, I've been getting them for years. They, they're a highlight. My birthday is next oh, month. Oh, birthday. Yeah. Uh, so oh, hint, so, hint. so I, I, get, I get them after everybody, almost everybody else on your mailing list has seen them. Uh, but I look forward to it every year. And I'll tell you, folks, it is a high. It, it's one of, if for only that, go sign. There's so much more. You, you two do so much. Absolutely. Uh, but if only for that, sign up for the mailing list, right? Yeah. Say we really yeah. try to not spam people. We just mostly provide free stuff. We don't get yeah. a lot of. And you know, when we when we were talking about not sitting around listening to our CDs, I have I have to confess that on my birthday, I I watch my birthday video from Melissa and Z like three times. And you know, <laughs> nice. this year for I just, me, I just love those. Yeah, things. and you know what I realized? I didn't get mine because I'm signed up to our uh, mailing list with the birthday of January first. Oh, to make to sure everything. To make sure that when we first do it, that it works, oh. right? And so this year at one point, I'm like, I don't think I got my birthday from, from Melissa and Z. <laughs> I don't think I got that. You know, and I went so like, wrong. sure enough, it's January 1st. I'm like, I'm keeping it January 1st, though, because it's we like, have to I need it. to be able to test it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's probably, that's the, the best way to kind of have people get a sense of who we yes. are is go there. Sign up on the mailing list. Especially because we're not doing, not live stuff in person normally we do and we are starting to do more and more retreats and as Jeannie mentioned 
We do have our women's retreat coming up. And again, if you're interested in that, you can just get yourself on our mailing list because we're going to be having more announcements. It's filling up though. It's already half full. So <laughs> we, Good. Have, we have limited spots for that, but that's also, and we're doing it with our friend, Reverend Laura Hallett. And we'll probably more and more of that's I think going to be in our future. Yeah, we're kind of seeing a future unfolding where we're starting to do more things like that that are sponsored nearly by us or us in conjunction with other folks. Um, right. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you. All right. We've got uh, time for one more song. And uh, we don't expect our guests to listen to our program. And so, therefore, this, uh, we hope this is still a surprise question, but we ask this of all of our guests. Ah. Uh, so be aware, we've heard pretty much all the cliches around this question as well. Okay. <laughs> yes, we have. We do understand that we're about to ask you, what is your favorite child? Uh, but that's really what we want to know. And we, I think we might have came close earlier, but overall, what's your favorite song of your own? We actually, I, I think we have, I, I think we have one. I have to choose between two. Um, I would have to choose between two. Which is which are uh, love is the only truth and walk by faith. Walk by oh, faith. Walk by faith. No, that's walk um, by faith. Walk by faith would I, is in kind of its own little world and its, its own, own little, its category. own little category. It doesn't feel like we wrote it. It feels like it was totally channeled by spirit and um, Harriet Tubman. By Harriet Tubman herself. It just feels when we do it like Harriet is there it's really like it's otherworldly for us so that one is in its own league in some way I think and so. then love is the only truth transports me every time yeah so. for me it's walk by faith it's walk by faith and that was one that you know it started with me and i was inspired because of the story i mean the story of harriet tubman is amazingly inspiring of yes. course and the way i was i knew about her already but i was introduced to the the sort of purely spiritual element of her following her listening listening and following through this book because see i'm a nerd so many of these things start with a book um this this book the great work of your life by stephen cope and so i read her story then and then that inspired the song and so um i it's just such an inspiring story of someone who had no choice but to listen and yep. do what spirit said, even though, as we know, great danger, great yeah, ridiculous. peril, right? Yeah. And there's just something like Melissa said about when we when we do that one live, something else takes over. So at least at this point in our life, that would be the one. All righty. Well, we'll we're going to we're going to wrap this up, folks, and say our goodbyes. And then we'll listen to Walk by Faith on the way out of this program. We've already listened to Love is the Only Truth. So that's great. We get both of your favorites and uh, and we get the extra bonus of Walk by Faith as well. So, dear ones, thank you so very, very much for being with us. This has been fabulous. Uh, at the you. top of the program, I said we, we weren't going to go double time, but I think we might go double time anyway. Uh, so <laughs> thanks again for being with us. Thank, thank you so you much for having so us. Much. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, folks, this is Real Conversation. We're out of here for now. Let's listen to Walk by Faith by Reverend Z and Reverend Millie. Enjoy. True story. When Harriet Tubman first escaped from slavery, she heard a voice that said, I want you to help free others. You know what Harriet Tubman said to that voice? She said, no, 
She said, not me. She said, I can't. I can't. But the voice wouldn't let up. It wouldn't let her be. I want you to help free others. I want you to help free others. Finally, Harriet Tubman, the woman who would be known as Moses, said yes. Yes. Walk by faith, not by sight. Moses walked in the middle of the night. Step by step, she followed a voice. She couldn't shut it off. She didn't have a choice. It told her when to move. It told her when to wait. She was walking in its footsteps. She was walking in its grace. It wasn't just her people Moses led through the night. It was anyone who's ever walked by faith and not by sight. You gotta walk by faith. army once freed 750 slaves in one day can you imagine 750 people she liberated an entire plantation the voice of spirit doesn't mess around when you listen to that voice you are never the same when you listen to that voice you are free and it doesn't stop there you take others with you the 750 are still alive today they're your sisters and your brothers in struggle and in pain they're your doubts and your fears when you say i can't but you can and you will when you walk by faith not by sight moses walked in the middle of the night step by step she followed a voice she couldn't shut it off she didn't have a choice it told her when to move it told her when to wait she was walking in its footsteps she was walking in its grace it wasn't just her people moses led through the night it was anyone who's ever walked by faith and not by sight you gotta Ever 
walked by faith and not by sight. Thank you for listening to Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. Real Conversations is produced by the New Thought Radio Network, sharing a vibration of love, positivity, and empowerment through a variety of media streams. Learn more on the web at newthoughtmedianetwork.org. Listen to past episodes of Real Conversations on the podcast page at newthoughtradio.net. Until next time, peace and blessings. Go forth and prosper.